Hey everyone, I just uh, wanted to thank everybody for coming out and enjoying all the stuff we did with WP Radio Live. With WP Radio, I really appreciate everybody listening, and as well as all of the events that the OIAA put on this year. It was a great season. I'm looking forward to a fantastic season with our new president, Leanne Hartman, for 2019-2020. Stay tuned for an update on those events. They are coming shortly. But with respect to this year, I really appreciate everybody coming out. Uh, Even my Thousand Islands chapter was my last year's president. Uh, Our final event was at um, the Horseshoes event on uh, June 27th. It was just great. We had a turnout that was unbelievable. The food was great. It was from Brothers Meats. I just really want to thank everybody. I guess my highlight for this year, I would say, would be the claims conference, the provincial claims conference that we put on in conjunction with the OVAA and the TIA. It was probably the highlight of my season. Uh, We put on an amazing event. Our speakers were great. Uh, Our guest speakers, uh, as well as all of our panelists, I think we put on a Uh, Just a spectacular event all around. The food was great. The entertainment was great. Uh, Big thanks to our entire uh, committee that put that on. And uh, I look forward to, again, another wonderful season with WP Radio. WP Radio Live is going to be amazing this year. If you're looking for a spot to be on it or to sponsor that event, please reach out to me. So have a great summer, and we'll see you again in the fall. Thanks. You're listening to WP Radio. I'm your host, Terry Doherty, and this is an OIAA podcast. On today's episode of WP Radio Live, we have Trevor Doohan from IRC Group. He's uh, going to be speaking to us about um, building envelopes and roofing and everything involved around what IRC Group does. Sit back, relax, enjoy it, and again, we'll see you soon. All right, it's Terry Doherty. Uh, we're live here at the Claims Conference and from WP Radio Live, and I have Trevor from IRC Building Sciences. Thanks very much, Terry. Um, Trevor, uh, tell me about IRC. What do you guys do? So IRC Building Sciences is a multidisciplinary engineering firm, civil engineering firm. Uh, we specialize in the restoration and uh, the sustainable improvement of buildings. Uh, so we do everything from roofing, the building envelope, the, like the exterior walls, fenestration windows, uh, pavement, structural engineering, basically any component of the building that might come under, need to come under review uh, for repair or for remediation. Okay. Um, so when we talk about the building envelope, we're talking interior and exterior or just uh, yep. exterior? Uh, typically, we're looking at the exterior envelope of the building, So, and that can include the roof. So anything that keeps the weather out and keeps the climate control in. Uh, we do uh, also specialize in interior spaces, uh, but there's typically a different approach. Uh, in, in, in the terms of insurance, interior spaces would be more uh, related to, let's say, floods or fire, whereas the exterior envelope would be more related to uh, leaks or the penetration of uh, weather events. Or wind. Exactly, wind, wind exactly. Okay, so we had uh, the recent cat storm here in Ottawa. Uh, I know we're not in, Tor- in Ottawa now, but talking about Ottawa, because that's where I actually met one of your colleagues. And uh, so you guys must have been really busy with that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we actually had to bring in staff from our Quebec office to help uh, you know, satisfy the needs of that particular weather event. Uh, but that's a great example of where IRC likes to come in and, and help. Uh, because of our background and experience with engineering buildings, we really know what to look for when a building fails. And so in, in cases of insurance claims, uh, we go out, we'll do a full building condition assessment, which is like a report card 
on the health of the building and identify through pictures where the building needs to be uh, repaired or replaced. So what type of equipment would you use? Would you use drones to uh, yep. to get you up above so you can actually see a proper viewing of the roof? I mean, I remember when we used to go up on the roofs, but they uh, we don't seem to do that anymore. We seem to deploy drones to do it for us. Yeah, no longer are we using the cherry picker. Now we're, yeah. we're sending the robots up in our place. Yeah, so uh, drones are something we would use a lot in you know specialty roofs. Let's say it's a cathedral with a slate roof where you actually can't get boots on that roof. Uh, a drone would come in really handy there to find out where the where the wa water penetrations happened. Uh, one of our most common tools to use is a thermographic scanner or thermographic cameras, which allow us to see any moisture that's accumulated in the building, any um, uh, temperature differentials. So heat loss. Heat loss, exactly. You know, a lot of times, uh, not necessarily for our insurance work. Uh, we're going out to evaluate, like I say, a new building. So we'll do a performance audit. And we'll see, oh, did the contractor forget to put insulation behind these important walls? Or you know, is there a place where these, uh, the intersections between the roof and the walls are actually leaking or are letting air in and out? Yeah, I once had a claim for a general contractor and it was a brand new custom built home and part of it was a heat loss report. And it was unbelievable to see the spaces where insulation had been and insulation were not. And even within the same wall cavity on the same wall span, you know, it would be great. They had great insulation, you know, two-thirds of the way down. And then one-third, there was barely any insulation. You could just totally see the difference in the thermal picture. It's almost like color, like paint by numbers. You can see such a clear uh, representation of where the, the building is failing or where the building is not living up to its expectations. One of the things we've noticed uh, with the popularity of spray foam insulation, uh, the problem with spray foam is, is that it really does a great job at the beginning filling up those cavities and, and getting you a nice insulation, but spray foam shrinks over time. And so then after a while you do have these gaps in the insulation and, and gaps between the insulation and the walls where, you know, uh, weather penetration can happen. And do you ever work on EFIS or EFIS? Absolutely. EFIS is very, very, very popular for us in the work that we do because it's a great material to use when expanding the capabilities of the building envelope. So a lot of times we'll take an old masonry building, let's say brick uh, or concrete, and the client will want to improve the energy efficiency or the, um, the, the performance of the envelope. So we'll add exterior insulation on top of the original masonry cladding, and then add an EFIS uh, wall system on top of that to give it a nice finished look. So it's just the facade? It's just the facade, exactly. Do you ever recommend EFIS as being the original exterior of a building? Well, to be honest with you, Terry, we don't do a lot of design of new construction. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, and I don't want to you know, say anything out of turn here, but a lot of times with residential buildings, new construction projects are done as affordably as possible. And so that's actually what keeps us in business. Five <laughs> years later, those buildings are now starting to show their age prematurely, yeah. and they need some remediation work to uh, bring the performance expectations up to where they should be. Uh, so, unfortunately, we don't get a, a chance to design a lot of new residential construction. Commercial buildings are the opposite, though. Commercial buildings are typically um, built and owned by property managers and owners who want to hold on to that building for a long time. So they're willing more, more often to make the investment at the beginning for a building that will last 30, 40 years or more. Yeah, I find it interesting. It, I, I, I don't find any EFIS being used anywhere else except Eastern Ontario. And uh, I thought that was really strange, but there seemed to be an influx of people in the Eastern Ontario contractors that started using EFIS probably about 10 years ago. And then in the last five years, 
we're seeing a lot of failures prematurely, and and it just turns out I'm not sure it's they don't know how to install it, or it's just the environment that we live in doesn't isn't really set for it. Like you see it a lot in the U.S. in the southern U.S. Mm-hmm. because it has two seasons, summer and then hotter, yeah. right? And then, uh, but so up here, you're not dealing with a lot of freeze thaw cycles. Yeah, so you're not having that ex- expansion contraction. Whereas I find that EFIS doesn't work well with that. Sure. Well, I, I think that, you know, like I was explaining where we would use EFIS as more of like a, just a finishing product, yeah. uh, more for aesthetics and for completing the, uh, the facade. Uh, I think part of the reason we do that is because uh, perhaps maybe it's not the best product to use from the beginning, whereas it's a bit better as a kind of like as a wrap around the building to you know, hold in the waterproofing and insulation systems. As a finishing touch. As a finishing touch. Yeah, okay. Um, so do you work on uh, high-rise residential as well? Absolutely. That's one of our specialties. Uh, high-rise residential buildings, uh, multi-residential uh, buildings are um, are really interesting to us. As a, as a company that does a lot of industrial and commercial work, it's nice to work with clients where the end user is a, is a family or is a homeowner or is somebody who actually lives and occupies the, the unit. So, you know, a drafty window or a, a leaky wall has a lot more of a consequence than it would in, let's say, a, a retail space. So do you have a direct-to-public is aspect as well as uh, insurance and... Um, direct-to-public, I guess you'd say more of a B2B, like a business-to-business um, approach. Uh, when it comes to residential buildings, we tend to work with the condominium uh, groups or like the, the boards. Uh, we'll work with co-op ma- uh, management teams, usually as representatives of you know individual owners, um, instead of working, let's say, on a, like a, on a, a home. But in insurance, uh, just to bring that back into the uh, discussion, we would work with an individual homeowner uh, as a representative of them for uh, through their insurer. So do you take claims? Fr- do you take calls from homeowners that say, "I need you to come in and do an assessment for my home." as well as from the insurance side, so you get it from both sides? Most of the time we're getting it from the insurance side. And we, we prefer it that way. That way uh, the insurer from the very start is on board with the, the process of using an engineering firm for that expert evaluation. Um, we have had times though where a, a homeowner has contacted us or let's say if it's a, a commercial building or a, a building like a church, the owner of the building will contact us and we will then work with their insurer to make the recommendations that we feel are necessary for repair. And do you do all types of um, st- roofing? So you steel, flat? Oh yeah, absolutely. Steel and flat are, are probably the, the largest um, majority of the, the type of work we do. One thing that we do that's really interesting that um, that's kind of n- uh, a novelty in roofing right now is we actually uh, build what are called, or design what are called lightweight concrete roofs. So instead of a built-up roof system that has insulation, uh, the weatherproofing, and then the um, uh, the cap sheet and the you know all the different elements that keep the water out, uh, what a lightweight concrete roof looks like is an insulation, a tapered insulation that like, slopes towards the drain. Okay. And we pour in lightweight concrete on top of it, and so that lightweight concrete acts as the as the ballast and as the insulation system, and then that that system is then capped with the the typical cap sheet on top but what's cool about this is that for a building owner who wants to have a roof system that lasts beyond 50 years as soon as that roof ever fails and that could be 30 40 years later all that you have to do is replace the cap sheet and reseal 
the uh, roof system. You don't have to replace the concrete or the insulation afterwards. So you're literally talking about just the uh, the rubber membrane on just top. Just the membrane on top is well, all that has to be replaced. So you're not you don't have the sheathing anymore. Or nope. All you're not having a construction crew that's ripping down to the deck. Um, the, the great thing about these systems, too, is that they can handle a lot of egress, a lot of uh, foot traffic, because nothing's going to puncture it. You basically have a concrete um, a, like concrete right below the membrane, and so it's very low likelihood of getting punctures or a lot of the uh, the problems that we end up experiencing with insurance claims. So the weather? The weather, like, I, like ice, ice falling. Damming. Ice damage is exactly um, one of the things we don't see as often in these lightweight concrete roofs. So the other name for this is called NVS, a non-vented substrate. So is this new? Is this something that's uh, kind of new? Like it's a something that's kind of new. Uh, again, going back to the discussion about new construction versus re like remediation, a lot of new builders aren't thinking 50 years out when they're building or they're putting on a roof. And it's we're finding that it's, it's institutions like universities, uh, shopping malls, um, government buildings where these lightweight concrete roofs are becoming more popular because these are property managers and owners who know that that building is going to be in their inventory you know, perhaps forever. And so why, why, why look at a replacement job 40 years from now when you could have a roof that lasts you uh, several life cycles? So what's the cost difference between an NVS roof and a standard roof? It is more expensive. But is it drastically more expensive? No, not, not Are we not talking 10, 15, 20%, 30%? Um, to be honest with you, uh, that's a bit beyond my area of expertise. Okay. I don't, I don't want to misinform anyone. Sure. But it is a, it is a premium product, but with the premium, you get a, a guaranteed life uh, span on the roof that outpaces anything else in the industry right so now. So we're not looking at 15, 20 year shingles here. We're talking We're talking 50 40 years minimum. And then like as I said, with the replacement of the membrane, you're getting another 40 years on top of that. And that's flat roof, that's, that's not sloped. That's flat roof, yeah. But there is a there is a sloping element built into it, but we're talking just towards drainage. Gentle for drainage. Gentle okay. for drainage, exactly. So we're talking uh, low rise or high rise condos with a flat roof or people that have a, uh, a walkout over their, their garage those, you know, because I I've exactly had anything like a, a flat system like that, a walk out over the garage is great. Um, I mentioned before that it's really good at handling foot traffic, so this would be great for creating what you'd know as like a plaza deck, where you actually want to have people, you know, standing outside on top of these roof systems. Wow, that's and what's the support structure that has to hold that? Is it is it anything different than what it is now? No, that's one one of the most wonderful things about this, and this is where a lot of people are rather surprised. When I say it's a lightweight concrete, it is actually very lightweight. Um, the insulation is is a lightweight styrofoam insulation, and the concrete itself is is prepared in such a way that it has a lot of like little air pockets inside it. So it does not uh, impose the same amount of heavy weight on the structure that um, you know, let's say, a concrete deck would have. So do you ha is there any change in reinforcement that would have to go from a regular roofing? Nope. And your typical, uh, in, in a wood-built, like, let's say, residential application, there, there might be considerations that need to take place. But typically, if it's like a, a university building, like a stone building uh, or a steel building, let's say like a shopping center, uh, those buildings can handle the weight uh, as built. Sure, because they're putting in I-beams, large exactly. I-beams and stuff to support the roof structure anyway. Exactly. For the span. Okay. Anything else new and interesting? Because that's pretty new and interesting. I've yeah. never heard of it, so yeah, that's really it's, it's that's really interesting. That, uh, we're we're very proud to uh, 
to recommend as often as possible. But like I said, it really depends on who the client is and what their life expectancy for the building or their, their ownership expectancy is for the building. Um, but I just maybe to, to conclude, I'd like to say that uh, our insurance side of, the, uh, of our business, uh, where we help insurance adjusters uh, do claims assessments for uh, buildings that have been damaged in any way. This is a new service we're rolling out across the country that started in our Quebec offices. And it's something that we'd really like to see grow in the Ottawa region, here in the GTA, uh, and then uh, ultimately across the country. So how many offices does IRC have? So IRC currently has 12 offices. And we're, where are you placed? We're placed in every province across the country. So we're happy to have coast-to-coast, -coast, true coast-to-coast -coast coverage. Wow, with boots okay. on the ground in all regions. And is there a number, like a central number, where you can reach IRC? Absolutely, and thank you for asking. So our 1-800 number is, well, it's actually 1-888-607-5245. And how would they contact you via the Internet if they needed to get you? Well, uh, we have a nice... Um, simple email address set up for anyone who's interested in our evaluation services and that's evaluation at ircgroup.com but you can also just visit us on the web at ircgroup.com and find out a bit more about the services we offer okay well thank you very much for coming in today and i appreciate your time here at wp radio and i hope you enjoy the rest of the conference thank you very much terry it's been a pleasure thank you Thanks again, guys, for a great season. If you want to check out all of our video recaps from, uh, from the past season, please go to our YouTube channel and check them out. Great year in review video. We're going to have a lot more videos coming up this year and just a, a whole new group of stuff coming out. So stay tuned and uh, be safe and enjoy the summer.